episode of God's Healing Components. I'm Denise Burroughs. You know, in this world, when it comes to healing, you have options. Those options can range from godly ones to ungodly ones. I use the phrase all in in regard to your commitment to trust Jesus alone as your healer. Now, I'm not talking about you go sit in a chair, pray, read your Bible. No doctors, no hospitals, surgeries, or medication. You just pray and believe. Okay. Historically, there has been teaching along this line. So, allow me to clarify. This is not that. I'm speaking of a resolve to walk in your pathway to healing the way God directs you to go. He, he may place on your heart to see a physician, to go to ER, to take medication, or not. The goal is not your will, but His will being done His way. When you approach a need for healing or just a need for anything from God, when you ask him, this puts him as the head of the situation, the first part in your life situation. This is being obedient to the will of your king and acknowledging him, in this case, as your healer. I have stories. Now, I'm just using those as illustrations. They don't encompass all the varied ways people think about healing. Uh, but they are examples. First story, a congregation had hired a new pastor. In an, or, in an effort to forge a stronger tie with his congregation, the pastor and one of his deacons started visiting families in the congregation. One day, they knocked on a door, and it was opened by one of the older members of the congregation. The man invited them in, and as he walked before, him, before them, they, they noticed he was limping. As the visit progressed, the gentleman told how he had hurt his toe and that he planned to go to the doctor the next day. The pastor related to him about the healing power of Jesus and then asked if he could pray for the man. Amazing to the pastor, the man politely refused, saying that there was no need for the doctor would fix it. Now, after some persuasion, the man allowed the pastor to pray for him. And in this story, the man was healed. Was he all in? Maybe for some things, but not everything. Another story. A believer had went to the doctor because he had been having chest pain. He underwent an evaluation and afterward was told by the doctor that he needed open heart surgery. The man came home and told his family what the doctor had said and told them also that he had made up his mind that he was not going to get the surgery. He was going to let God heal him. Was he all in? More likely all into having Jesus do it the way he wanted him to do it. The family finally persuaded him to have the surgery. The surgery went quite well and he did well for a number of years final story. A Christian woman was being victimized by severe migraine headaches. She'd asked for special prayer, prayed herself, sought the help of her physician to no avail. She decided to look up a healer in the phone book. She found someone who represented themselves as a faith healer and went to them for help. 
After the visit, the headaches stopped. When asked if the person who prayed for her was a Christian, she said she didn't know, she didn't remember, and she didn't care. The headaches were gone. About a month later, she began experiencing a worsening depression. Never having this problem before, she sought prayer during a church service. As she was answering some questions about her condition, it was found out that her faith healer was not a Christian, but rather someone who healed through occultic methods. The prayer session changed from a prayer for healing to a deliverance session. Was she all in? Sometimes we can be all in, but have an attitude that sees Christian healing as one of many options, all of which you are trying to or willing to try until something works. The pain, suffering, and frustration of feeling like you can't get well are poor partners to live with. If something doesn't work, try something else. We have options. Or do we? In the Old Testament, we have many examples of how the people of Israel resorted to options. Where they were commanded to worship God only, follow God only, obey God only, trust God only, they exercised their options. And it repeatedly led to disaster. There are several verses, but one that comes to mind right now is Exodus 34, chapter 34, verse 14. For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Or Hosea 13 and 4. Yet I am the Lord your God ever since the land of Egypt, and you shall know no God but me, for there is no Savior besides me. Yeah, Father God sounds pretty exclusive. I think all in could be best described by Exodus 15, 26. And it says this, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Father God introduces himself as a healer to the infant nation of Israel. For hundreds of years, these people had worked their options. They worshiped the God of Abraham along with other gods. Now, you could argue and say, well, that's Old Testament stuff. But remember, God does not change. Jesus is the prime example. He only did the will of his father. No options even when that will led him to the cross. Now, I've been in the place of, you know, mentally where it's like, if God doesn't do anything, then, then I'll go to the doctor. Or I'll go to the doctor, and, that, and if that doesn't work, I'll go to God. Or better yet, no God at all, maybe doctors, some, oh, I'm looking for medication. I think to be successfully all in requires not only knowing the will of God for your situation, and yes, God's will is to heal, but knowing God's plan regarding your situation and following that plan. Is this plan surgery? Is it medication? Is it a healthier lifestyle? Etc. 
All in means God directs your way. You partner with him rather than relying on yourself or others. Okay, maybe your relationship with Christ is not close enough for you to hear the plan. Maybe there's no relationship. You know what? That can change with a decision. A decision to seek a deeper relationship with God or make a commitment to start a relationship with Christ. Now, you may be saying to yourself, I have a relationship with Christ, but he's not saying anything to me. You know, sometimes we just need to get quiet to be able to hear. And my encouragement to you is begin practicing being quiet in prayer. Bring something to write on and listen for him. You can also seek out others for prayer that people that have a rep with you that when they pray, they hear God. Ask them to pray with you, for you, and then ask them what they're hearing from God. John chapter 10 verses 4 and 5 says this. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. We have a, relation, a relational God, and it is his desire for you to always triumph in Christ. He speaks to his children, and he wants to talk to you. Maybe he's been talking, but you didn't recognize the voice. That's another podcast. This is my prayer for you. Father God, you are my healer. I acknowledge your presence and ability to heal. Give me ears to hear and obey you. Your plan for my situation. I put my trust in you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Please comment, like, and subscribe. Blessings.